this morning we have agreed that we're teaching on a subject I believe ever since this ministry started we haven't dwelt on before those were here at the first prophetic service yesterday I did say that because of the judgment hallelujah mind you Jesus is building his church and anybody who stands in this pulpit does not serve his own interest he serves the interest of Christ is that okay so I am not here to serve my own interest I'm here to serve the interest of Christ and as a result knowing very well that on the judgment day the Lord will require of me that but you knew this truth why didn't you pass it on to your people and that is the reason why I've been compelled to teach along these lines for this week and hopefully next week we should run up hallelujah so we are dealing with our relationship with God's servants tell your neighbor our relationship with God's servants now the topic or the title suggests two things number one it means that God works through relationships please can you lend me your attention I said God does what he works through relationships when there is no relationship between you and God and for that matter between you and God's servants many times it will be difficult for you to receive from God hallelujah in every relationship there are two or more individuals concerned there is a part of the giver and then there's a part of the recipient or the receiver the one who receives the giver has his role to play the one at the receiving end also has his or her role to play hallelujah please are you with me all right so we have a responsibility as people who relate with god's servants to know how to appropriately relate with God's servants so we can receive of that which God has given them for us. Praise the Lord. The second thing we identify in the topic today or the title today is God's servants. Not man's servants. But what? God's servants. In other words, yes, the servants of God are given to serve us, to serve the church to be a blessing to us according to Ephesians chapter 4 God has given gifts to men Ephesians 4 from I think from 8 downwards into 13 and thereabout Ephesians chapter 4 the Bible says when he ascended on high he gave he received gifts and gave gifts to men they are servants of God though they serve us but they are servants of God they are not servants of men are you there please take note God's servants serve us but they are not our servants they are God's servants and I said they are gifts to us some say gifts if I come to you and I take this beautiful set of flowers and I bring it to you as a gift I said this is what I had for you this is i have you in mind and so i'm giving you this gift depending on how you receive this gift it may be useful to you it may be a blessing to you it may decorate your bedroom or your living room it may de decorate your your porch it may de decorate even your vehicle or anywhere you live or you can also dump it in the dustbin depending on how you perceive the gift hallelujah are you there? So God's servants, and in Ephesians chapter 4, Bible mentions names. He calls them apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. These men and women are part of us as a church. They are also God's children. But then there is an equipment. There is an equipping. God has equipped them with something that makes them not different from us but he, he makes them responsible to 
his people. In other words, they act in God's stead. Like Paul told the church of Corinth, Corinth he said that we are ambassador, ambassadors to you. He was dealing with believers, but he says we are sent as ambassadors to you. Hallelujah. God's representatives to you. Please, are you following me? So, they are gifts to us. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are given as gifts to us. Of course, that is not to say that anybody who calls himself an apostle, anybody who calls himself a prophet, or an evangelist, a pastor or teacher, is therefore automatically to be treated as such. That is why I'm saying a part of our message will be for us to recognize or perceive the gifts that God has given us. Hallelujah. And then how we can relate with them and receive of that which God has given, you know, to us from them or through their ministry. In Acts chapter 10 verse 38 for instance, Acts 10 38, the Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Spirit, and with power. Then the Bible says, Who went about? He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Please take note Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, did not do good works or healed all that were oppressed of the devil as God. He is himself God. When he walked the earth, he walked the earth as the son of God and also the son of man. But he was not anointed as the son of God or as God. As God, he did not he did not act as God here on earth. He acted here on earth as man anointed by God. Are you there? In other words, whatever Jesus did is an example to us for us to know that anyone that God gives to us as a gift can walk in the same grace. Whether the person is an apostle or a prophet or an evangelist, a pastor or a teacher, the same grace that was upon the Lord Jesus Christ can be can be given to any of God's servants, God's gifts to us. He gave gifts to men. He can be given how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Ghost and with power. So, the doing of good to men was because of the anointing. Hallelujah. It was because of the anointing Jesus carried. All that he did was because of the anointing. Not because he was God. Walking on water, multiplying you know, br bread and fish asking that they should catch fish and they'll find gold in his mouth, raising the dead, causing the maimed. You know maimed. Somebody whose legs have been amputated to grow new legs. All these things were done as man anointed by God. Not as God. It is to give us an idea that anybody sent by God in that capacity can do the same. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever hallelujah so when god gives gifts to us as men or women anointed by god we have a role to play to be able to receive from them how god anointed jesus christ of nazareth with the holy ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. I like it. I think in the first John 3 8 also, he says that for this cause the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. When God releases a gift as an apostle, now listen, this is not the gifts of the spirit, this is gifts, men and women who are gifts given to us. Can you imagine when somebody you are a man or a woman, and then another person is a gift to you? you need to recognize it hallelujah oh yeah that one it is your role and my role it will it will never be the role of the minister he can be in your midst or she can be in your midst and you may never receive because probably you did not recognize it we will find some examples very soon hallelujah let me show you as anointed men and women as gifted men and women given to the church given to men as gifts one of the things that 
these anointed ones are supposed to do or they do in our midst okay turn with me to mark chapter 6 Mark chapter 6. All right. From verse 7 through 11. Mark 6, 7 through 11. The Bible says, And he, that is Jesus, called the twelve. I hope you know the twelve apostles. To himself and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits so these these 12 were going in pairs so we have six pairs but they did not go in their own power jesus imparted a certain grace and that is what he still does in our time he still imparts a certain grace he said he gave he gave them power over unclean spirits verse 8 he commanded them to take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bag, no bread, no copper in their money belts, but to wear sandals and to put on two tunics. Verse 10. Also, he said to them, In whatever faith, in what sorry, in whatever place you enter a house, stay there till you depart from that place. And whoever will not receive you nor hear you when you depart from there, shake off the dust under your feet as a testimony against them. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Somebody say Amen. What a wow word. Hallelujah. Just think about it. He says anointed servants of his into the midst of people and then he said just go you'll be taken care of i wanted to take note of something why did he say that when you go in the midst of people and you not and they do not receive you shake off the dust of your feet as a testimony against them why did jesus say that can i give you the reason it then suppose i mean it, it presupposes it it then suggests to us that when god gives us gifts as in apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers what the anointing on their lives does first and foremost is that whenever god's gifts come in our maze they carry away our dust and dust is symbolic of curse is symbolic of evil is symbolic of limitation is symbolic of any trouble that you can ever carry for instance we are in church right now okay you may not know that just by this communication you have no idea if god should open our eyes the kind of evil that is just you know being weighted off being warded away being being blocked by angels in our midst because of the anointing that is in the house are you there but he says when you go and you carry all these troubles that's a dangerous thing and then the people as it were reject you they say they don't want you and even begin to accuse you and and turn against you well what you do is that you carry their trouble it's like magnet they carried all the metallic objects but because they rejected just drop <laughs> that's a dangerous one is that not so it's like placing judgment upon the people because of rejection hallelujah does that mean we should worship god's gifts no i'm teaching about recognizing perceiving that hey when we come to church it's not a social gathering this is not a social club god is in our midst there is an activity going on beyond our physical senses troubles are being carried away without our knowledge burdens are being lifted without our knowledge yokes are being destroyed 
I mean, without our knowledge, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good. The anointing on God's servants does good to us. Some doors that could never have been opened, just by that relationship, the doors just begin to open. But it depends on your recognition of it. Hallelujah. They carry our dust away. Just by walking in our midst, they just carry the dust. And then they just... And interestingly, because they are anointed, the dust doesn't stick with them. It doesn't stay. They just carry it away like Zoom Lion and then go and throw it away. Hallelujah. But what betides you when you now call yourself? If you call yourself, you will cost yourself. Yeah, you know costing in accounting. If you call yourself, you will have to cost yourself. In other words, it's is deadly it's costly for you to call yourself the bible says in hebrews that this honor no man takes it upon himself except the one who is called as aaron was called it's god who calls and he is the one who equips that is why you've got to perceive that this one i know he's called of god this one he called himself you've got to know the difference hope that one nobody can teach you that that is why we must grow one of the responsibilities of God's servants in Ephesians chapter 4 is to bring us to the place where we are not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. So, as they equip us and you grow, you should be able to know that this one, that's what the Bible says, test the spirit. This one, God called him. This one, he called himself. So, when you know the difference, then you know what you are dealing with. It is your responsibility. It is my responsibility. Hallelujah. To recognize the gifts that God gives to men and relate with them as such. Anytime we come to church and God sends any servant in our midst, you have no idea the spiritual activity that goes on. Troubles are carried away. Dust is always being blown away. So that's why you come to church and you go home lighter and better and stronger and you are supposed to grow in that grace. Don't go back to square one. Grow in that grace what has been released to you you build on it hallelujah if we were all doing that i believe that by now we should have grown even better than i mean we we find ourselves in but many times we believe that it is only the responsibility of god's servant to do something <laughs> are you there to do what something i'm going to show you some scriptures you'll be amazed to know that even jesus it didn't depend just on the anointing that was in his life it also depended on the recipients those who related with him it was their faith in him and in the anointing on his life that brought about the miracles okay you will tell me that how about the man in gada you know the gathering the man who was demon possessed with legions of demons and he was in the tomb in the tombs cutting himself with stones and whenever you bind him with chains he will break the chains he was uncontrollable he was how about that one do you know if you read the look account or so of that particular um, story the bible says first and foremost the picture is that the demon cried out and said what have we to do with you I know who you are. You are you are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Have you come here to torment us before our time? Then, in parenthesis, the Bible says, "For Jesus has had commanded the demons to come out," meaning that the reaction of the demons was as a result of a command. You see, God works through relationship, but where there's no relationship, it is based on command. Are you there? As a God, when it comes to you and I receiving from God's servants, it's always through relationship. You must know what you are relating with. But when you are dealing with demons, there's no relationship. So you command out. Yet, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Jesus didn't go out start casting out devils everywhere. But in this particular scenario, there was a reason why he needed to command those demons out. And the Bible says they cried out. Look at it. Even the demons recognized Jesus as the son of the living God. That you are the Christ. Have you come yet to torment us before our time? So even the demons. And the Bible says the man ran and worshipped Jesus at his feet. So at least, even in that, there was still a certain recognition. Not by the man, but by the demons that occupied him. Hallelujah. So if you were a servant of God and the demons 
don't recognize you as anointed as such chances are that probably you called yourself and god didn't call you yes i am aware that demons can can bluff because pride is the is the badge of satan so demons can bluff even when the fire is quenching them they say oh i'm not going anywhere I'm. it's it's an intimidation that is i am aware yet if you are a servant of god you don't get intimidated by such acts or manifestations hallelujah you just know your authority that it is not in your name but in the name that is above every name at the mention of the name jesus every name shall bow so when you say go out it doesn't matter how they bluff they will still go out hallelujah but when you call yourself and god didn't call you that one hush well as the seven sons of skiva and they will tell you their story so paul i know jesus i know but who are you hallelujah all right let me show you some verses of i mean verses of scripture that will help us to identify how we can benefit from the anointing that is upon god's servants whether the person is an apostle a prophet an evangelist a pastor or a teacher you've got to benefit hallelujah i'm preparing us for something god is going to do in the year of revival 2019 please did you hear what i said Oh yes that is i didn't even know why god asked me to teach this but just now just came to me that this is preparation for what he's going to do in the year 2019 and you've got to be able to recognize that this anointing i must place a demand on it and get my my results hallelujah turn with me first and foremost to matthew chapter 9 matthew 9 From verse 18 through 22 first and foremost matthew 9 18 through 22 the bible says while he spoke these things to them that is jesus spoke some words to the people that he was relating with behold a ruler came and worshiped him saying my daughter has just died but come and lay your hand on her and she will leave did he hear that the man knew what he was dealing with or who he was dealing with he was dealing with somebody who had the anointing to raise the dead so though the child had died he was not perturbed he said my daughter has just died if it was it were you and i probably would have been crying say oh like martha did martha and mary martha said lord if you were here my brother wouldn't have died then jesus said don't worry he will he will he will rise again then she said yes i know that in the last day on the judgment you rise." jesus said that i i i am the one i'm the one talking to you i'm the resurrection and the life hallelujah and when he even told them to roll away the stone she said master by now he's thinking there's a stench because it's been four days then jesus said didn't i tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of god there is something about believing in the anointing that is on God's servants. Hallelujah. And we will see some examples here right now. So while he spoke these things to them, behold, the ruler came and worshipped him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will leave. So Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And suddenly, someone say, suddenly. This is something that took place outside of Jesus' scheme or his agenda for the day and suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment look at verse 21 for she said to herself tell your neighbor for she said to herself if only i may touch his garment i shall be made well but jesus turned around and when he saw her he said be, be of good cheer daughter your faith has made you well say amen please think about it in in one of the gospel accounts we are told that jesus asked who touched me listen jesus was walking in the midst of 12 apostles and a host of people who were following him because a ruler had come begging that my daughter had died please come over and lay hands on her and i know she will leave in the midst of the crowd people were touching jesus here and there but this was a touch that was based on somebody's faith not on jesus's faith 
in other words in our relationship with god's servants it is not only the this the faith of the servant that does the miracle you have a relationship you've got to use your faith to to as it were place a demand that hey i know that this man has something this is a woman who just came in the midst of people i can imagine a woman who had blood flowing for 12 years moving in between the legs of men and it was an abomination for you to have blood flowing and come in the midst of people you could be stoned to death because moses's law said you should not do that once there is that means you're unclean but the woman dared the consequence or rather damned the consequence and dared that hey i'm going to have my answer today and bible says she said to herself i don't know what you said to yourself when you are relating with god's servants because the god's servant may not even recognize that you are even around are you there look at jesus was going somewhere he was not dealing with a woman he was going to the ruler's home but the woman took advantage of the fact that the man is in town let me just place a demand on this anointing then she said all i know is that if i can just touch the hem of his garment i shall be made well and jesus asked who touched me even the disciples said my master everybody has been touching you why no no jesus said no i could perceive the virtue has gone out of me and this account we just read jesus said dot be of good cheer your faith has made you well please it's not just the faith of god's servant it is your faith as well can you tell that to somebody tell him okay it is not just the faith of god's servants it is your faith as well if you were the type who always thought that oh once i come to church let them god this is not magic it's magicians who just they they come and do they perform and then when i say one he say one when i say more he say more this is not magic this is relationship god works through relationship and in the relationship i have my faith as a servant you have your faith as a recipient and if there's any servant here he has his faith as a servant i have my faith as a recipient so even though you may be coming to church i don't know many of us have been to church for several times and i don't know when you have told yourself that so today as i'm going to church i'm not going back the same i know that whether pastor prays for me or not whether somebody talks to me or not i'm getting my miracle there was a time jesus was teaching the bible says and the power of the lord was present to heal unfortunately the pharisees and the Sadducees didn't see that one all they saw was the man's theology for him to say to somebody who you know was paralyzed and they dropped him from a roof they opened the roof and dropped and said son your sin is forgiven all they saw was the man's theology so who is this that can even forgive sins but the power of the lord was present it depends on your recognition it depends on your perception hallelujah i want to trust that as a church we will come to that place where whether any servant of god is around or not you just know that this altar for instance is dedicated to god you can come to this house and know that because this the, the house was dedicated by a servant of god the anointing is here i come and take my miracle and go and if God's servants are also around, you can tell yourself that hey, today I'm not going back the same. Enough of the tarrying, enough of the delay. Today, my miracle must happen. The woman said to herself, What have you said to yourself today before coming to church? Can I ask? And what did you say to yourself? Were you coming to just receive? They are two greek words that are translated receive in the english bible and if you don't take your time to study the greek language you will think that all are the same they are not the same there is one that is we we've used that word here lambano lambano means go for it take it lay hold on it lay claim on it grab it and the other one hmm, is passive the other greek word that is translated receive it's a passive word it's like a post office box you know post office box you go and then you drop your your letter the post office box is just there it didn't move to collect the letter you just drop it in it just swallows and that's all some of us behave as if we are post office boxes we want to be there maybe a man 
he doesn't work like that in case you were brought up with a mentality that yeah 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 go and so hey you've got to go for it yeah 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 so you can be praying that prayer but as you are praying your heart is like hey i take i take go for it the anointing is available but you've got to place a demand hallelujah lambano tell me about lambano grab it take it today you must not live here without taking a miracle because the power of god i believe is present to heal to deliver to bless to multiply joy to remove shame and reproach to carry every dust every curse every limitation away you've got to take it by fire by amen. force in the name of jesus christ amen and so shall it be amen somebody say amen amen the same the same matthew chapter 9 Let's read 27 through 30. They say Matthew 9. 27 through 30. You will see another picture there. When Jesus, verse 27, when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Ask your neighbor what a question. Listen, if you thought that in coming to Jesus and for that matter coming to the gifts he has given to his church and then they will just perform a miracle because you have an issue, it's a lie. That is a misconception about our relationship with God's servants. Jesus didn't just heal them because they were blind. He first and foremost wanted to know the demand of their faith on the anointing on his life. Yes, they could not even see Jesus because they were blind. And yet, our hearts can perceive. Hallelujah. So he wanted to know whether there was a connection. Because if they saw Jesus as a magician, there was not going to be any miracle. Jesus is not a magician. He is a God of relationship. He was anointed by God. And God's servants who are also anointed will relate with them as such. Hallelujah. Let me finish. He says, do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Someone say, yes, Lord. Verse 29. Then he touched their eyes. The then is based on the fact that they responded in affirmative. Then he touched their eyes saying, according to what? Did he say according to my faith? According to your faith? Let it be to you. And verse 30 says, and their eyes were open and Jesus telling one them saying, see that no one knows it. Unfortunately, they went and spread abroad. <laughs> Jesus, oh my God. He told them that, ah, you have seen. Of course. You can imagine somebody who has who hasn't been you haven't seen. And then you tell him that you have been healed, but don't go and tell anybody. Oh, that one. But there was a reason why Jesus told them not to tell anybody. We can deal with that another time. Hallelujah. But our emphasis here is the fact that Jesus didn't just minister healing just because they were blind he had to probe there is a probing when it comes to dealing with the anointing on god's servants sometimes some people's faith haven't gotten there we'll see a scripture very soon they haven't got to the place where they are ready even to receive the miracle because they have a, a picture okay probably you know about the upbringing of that servant Maybe you know about the foundation of that servant. You just know all his faults. So, if you don't take care, you may never receive. Hallelujah. That is to tell you that God's servants, apart from our Lord Jesus Christ, they are not perfect. Though they are given to us to perfect the saints, according to Ephesians chapter 4. Bible says they are given to us as gifts to perfect the saints, to equip us for the work of the ministry. But they are not perfect themselves. But the anointing on their lives is perfect hallelujah of course if the person has a questionable character that tells you that probably he may not even have his calling from god that's a different thing i hope you get a difference all right but my point is jesus asked these two blind men do you believe that i am able to do this in other words jesus 
is able to do this not by himself but by the anointing on his life the anointing doesn't just flow just because we want it to flow it flows because there was a demand so the people gave an affirmative response yes lord and today somebody must say yes lord i just know that this anointing can change my story i know it and by that without you being prayed for bible says let it be unto you jesus said let it be unto you according to your faith and their eyes open may your eyes open today may you see beyond the veil see beyond the limitation and recognize the anointing on God's servants whether they are men or women whether they are apostles prophets evangelists pastors or teachers hallelujah I hope you know that scripture 2nd Chronicles 20 20 it says believe the Lord your God you'll be established believe his prophets you'll prosper why didn't he say believe the Lord your God you'll be established and prosper he, he, there's something about God's servants believe the Lord your God you'll be established believe his prophets you'll prosper hallelujah okay the same Matthew eh? Matthew 15 I think Matthew dealt with these things more than any of the other uh, gospel writers Matthew 15 22 to, through 28 Matthew 15 22 through 28 verse 22 says and behold a woman of Canaan came from the region and cried out to him saying have mercy on me O Lord son of David my daughter is severely demon possessed but he answered her not a word and his disciples came and urged him saying send her away for she cries out after us but he answered and said I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and it is true Jesus was not sent to the Gentiles his, his, as a person his work was limited to Israel it was when he ascended before he ascended he told them that you will be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem in all Judea in Samaria unto the uttermost part of the earth but when he walked the earth when he was on the earth his work was limited to the nation Israel is that okay all right look at verse 25 then she came and worshiped him saying lord help me but he answered and said it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs verse 27 and she said yes lord yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table then jesus answered and said to her oh woman great is your faith let it be to you as you desire and what happened and her daughter was healed from that very hour did jesus pray did jesus do anything yes he must have prayed jesus was somebody who used to wake up at dawn and prayed from sometimes from 12 midnight till dawn he would pray so he's, he's, he was prepared that is to say that the God's servants must also come prepared okay Jesus was always prepared he knew even at the age of 12 he told his foster father Joseph and Mary the mother that don't you know that I must be about my father's business at the age of 12 he knew his mission on earth so as servants of God servants of God must also know their mission you cannot be a military man and play with civilian affairs the bible says no man that warreth entangleth himself with civilian affairs so if you're a soldier be a soldier don't behave like a civilian this is the generation where we find people with military uniform or police uniform and the person is in a beer bar drunk and he's dancing like a civilian what a generation hallelujah praise the lord i'm sure you've seen some of those videos so the message cuts here and there god's servants must also be prepared but today we are dealing with our relationship with god's servants a woman comes this was not a jew crying to jesus that please come and heal my daughter deliver her from a severe demon possession and jesus didn't mind her i don't know 
when you come to church and it's like you've been here for months and it looks as if nobody has even spoken to you will you take offense and go i said that was not enough when the disciples went to jesus and said that master she is disturbing us send her away then jesus now spoke and said that i was not sent to you i was actually sent to only the lost sheep of israel then she still push i'm sure if it were some of us by that first statement you say okay the man says that he was not sent to me so i'm going after all let anything can happen but the woman pressed further please i'm teaching us let's press when it seems that we are ignored once you recognize that this is an anointing that can bless me even when it seems that you are ignored press in one day will be your time hallelujah and today is your time today is your day the woman pressed further he said that please just come and help my daughter she's severely demon possessed then jesus now spoke another word it is not good to take the children's bread and give it to the little dogs Whoosh. he called me dog he said i'm a dog <laughs> me a dog i'm not going to teach it again ah! he called me a dog how dare you call me a dog but look at the woman's way the woman was not prepared at all jesus spoke words that could cut through your heart and my brother if you don't take it you take offense but the woman said yes lord it is true but the the the, the dogs feed from the crumbs that fall from their children's table i pray we will have this kind of faith then look at the way jesus expressed you know he exclaims oh woman in other words hey you are you are daring may you receive a daring faith that says that it doesn't matter the roadblocks i'm going for my miracle jesus said oh woman great is your faith let it be to you as you desire please did you hear that do you know the bible says delight yourself in the lord psalm 37 verse 4 and god shall give you the desires of your heart but the other flip of the point is that it can also be done to you according to your desire yes god this i had desire but it can be done to you according to your desire i don't know what your desire is for coming to church when you come to church because you want to add to the numbers or you came to check because you know that he bible says his messes are new every morning don't take church for granted don't say oh i uh, yesterday i was in church so today if i don't go nothing will happen who told you so yesterday's mercy was enough for yesterday today is a new day you don't even know what god has in store the bible says as it is written i has not seen nor ear heard neither have entered into the heart of man the things which god has prepared for them that love him he's prepared something for you and me every day you must come to church with expectation knowing that hey as i come in the midst of the brethren and in the anointing that is upon god's servants i'm receiving my miracle come to church with expectation come to church with that desire I'm not going to church and add to the numbers. That is religion. That's no relationship. Just adding to the numbers. Just coming around because they say we should come. And if I don't come, they will call and say that but today we didn't see you in church. No. That's not about church. That means you don't even know the relationship. Hallelujah. Jesus said, let it be to you as you desire. There's a place where our desire can bring miracles to us even when god hasn't said receive you just you just your faith can collect it hallelujah and today may your faith collect your miracles those of us who have delay i'm speaking prophetically now delay in expectations every year you are waiting for mr right and you're just waiting 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 you've got to tell us that this year is not ending i by the anointing that is on god's servants i will locate my mr right in the name of jesus christ before you knew it your word has released mr right mr right i saw you and then i had a i had this um there was a crash something was doing in my inside i couldn't sleep brother <laughs> i don't know who i'm talking to look at my sister let's see she's looking at me with uh... <laughs> hallelujah she's wondering ahead what is this one doing what is this one doing i know what is what is in your thoughts hallelujah 
praise the Lord. Karabasun de Grigakash. I want to show you something in Mark chapter 6. You will be amazed. Maxis. Please use your faith to collect your miracle. Maxis. Let's read from verse 2 through 6. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things and what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands please just pause and let me ask a question you will go to verse 3 ah if you see mighty works if you see great wisdom shouldn't that endear your heart to follow after so that you can receive but look at them in verse 3 is this not a carpenter Maybe somebody knew you as a carpenter and now God has anointed you as God's servant. But they see you as a, a carpenter. And of course, you cannot receive a miracle from a carpenter. At least you can receive a furniture. Yeah. So to them, what we can receive from this man is a furniture, a wardrobe, a chair, no table. But to receive mighty ways, is this not a carpenter? the son of mary they even knew him his mother and bra and brother of james they knew his brothers that's his his other brothers after jesus there were children that were born they even mentioned the names and brother of james joseph judas and simon and are not his sisters unfortunately they didn't mention the sister's name why do they discriminate against women even from bible days are not his sisters here with us so they were offended at him think about it this is a man anointed i'm going to go on just just for emphasis a man anointed by god from amongst them he was he grew up with them from i mean from infancy in nazareth they knew him as a carpenter because joseph was a carpenter so he worked with his father in the furniture i mean shop they were always manufacturing but at 30 the man was anointed when John the Baptist baptized him in water, the Bible says he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness and he came back. In fact, when he came back and he went to the synagogue to take the, the book, the Bible says he read where it was written that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to do this and that and that. And the Bible says they marveled at his words. Then he told them that this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Then he just looked at them in that portion of that scripture. He just looked at them and told them that you will say to me that physician heal yourself the works that we have heard that you did in Capernaum do it here also then he told them that a prophet is not without honor except in his own country hallelujah but let me finish this scripture where did we get to verse 4 but Jesus said to them a prophet is not without honor okay except in his own country he told them even in the scripture i just quoted and here too he said as prophet is not without honor except in his own country among his own relatives and in his own house now he could look at verse five that's my emphasis he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them look at verse six and he marveled because of their unbelief then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. Somebody say amen. Hey, look at verse 5 and 6. He called there, do no mind. Did you hear the tenses? Or I mean, the, 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 the scripture, the, the, the tense that was used. Bible didn't say he did. Bible didn't say he did not. He could not. He did not mean that I chose not to do it. Many of us believe that God's servants once, okay, it's God's servant, so let him do it. It doesn't work like that. God works through relationship. So if you have that mentality that, oh, he says he's anointed, so let him do it, it won't work. There must be a corresponding faith from the recipient for the faith of the, the, the anointed servant to produce a miracle. But in this case, the Bible says he could, he could not 
Okay, we said that God is able to do everything. Is that not so? But here, he called not. Thank God, he was not acting as God. He was acting as man anointed by God. Meaning that the anointing can be limited by unbelief. Bible says he marveled at your unbelief. Do you know what it means to marvel? Say, what? I mean, I know that miracle. It's like he wants, he wants to, but he could not. He could not means that he attempted. It didn't work. So what? I thought that if I said be healed, you'll be healed. But it didn't work. So if you said that Jesus Christ always healed, this scripture tells you that it wasn't always. There was a time he could not. Because of what? Their unbelief. And he marveled. Wow. I saw powerful miracles in Capernaum. How come? Because they know me as a carpenter. They know my mother Mary. They know my brothers. They know my sisters. So that became a limitation. Our relationship with God's servants. If they did it to Jesus, of course, they would do it to any servant in our time. That is why a prophet is not without honor. What is the honor of a prophet? The honor of a prophet is that if a prophet is in your midst, you have no idea that grace that is on his life carries every dust that you are carrying. That is the honor of a prophet. But he could not carry their dust. He could not carry their trouble because they knew his upbringing. They knew. Ah, I told you of, of a man of God who hails from Takradi in the western region and when he was in Ghana before he went to the USA he used to flirt womanize do all kinds of horrible things and by the grace of God he's being used by God mightily in the USA with a great man of God in the USA so he said one day he came to Ghana and was doing a crusade in Takrade and I'm telling you seated in front where the people he used to sleep with and everybody I mean these were people that were looking at him with some you know my sociology teacher would say sociological, uh, you know, uh, sociological uh, curiosity. That's the word. Sociological curiosity is like, I'm just, uh, what, what, what is this man, what is he doing? What does he think he's come to do? Don't I remember when, when what betides you when you meet people like that as a servant of God? You're finished. Hallelujah. He could not do mighty miracles. I'm talking about this man. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, from Takrade until, as by God's design, somebody who was crippled, okay, sitting also in their midst, just rose up by himself and started walking. That was how they believed that then he was a servant of God. God, out of His own will, just did a miracle that made all those people who disbelieve Him to start believing Him in Him. Hallelujah. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm going to end with a scripture in John chapter 4. Let me just show you that scripture then we can pray. John 4. John 4, 16 through 19. All right. Why have you stopped playing? Jesus said to her, okay, this is a woman from Samaria. Is that right? And then Jesus asked for water. Then she said that uh, um, you know, I have nothing to, you know, there was a conversation. Alright. But let me take it from verse 16 because of time. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands. There is a word of knowledge in operation. Yesterday I spoke about that briefly here. By word of knowledge, Jesus knew that the woman had had five husbands. And the one whom you now have is not your husband. The word of knowledge, the gift of word of knowledge helps you to know things that have happened in the past and things that are happening now. So by word of knowledge, you could know that this woman has had five husbands and even the one with her is not a husband in that you spoke truly look at verse 19 the woman said to him say I perceive that you are a prophet that is what I mean by your recognition your perception that is what will determine what you receive I perceive I can, I can discern please in this end time we need discernment we need look at what the woman did from verse 28 to 29 
after all the interaction the bible says the woman then left her water pot went her way into the city and said to the men come see a man who told me all things that i ever did could this be the christ come see that is the best form of evangelism come and see hallelujah tell never come and see you don't need to struggle to say please come to my church this and this and no come and see praise the lord but it depends on you first and foremost because if you don't have that perception you are likely not to tell anybody come and see as we grow in numbers as we grow in maturity as we grow in the will of god there is a place for perception God is going to send servants. I'm sure in the second year of IPR ministries, God is going to send his servants, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And we've got to perceive that this anointing that is walking through this house, I know this anointing removes in case, let's say, your leg is shorter than the other. It can, it can straighten. You must perceive it especially if you know the servants that God will say if he has come around then anything that is a sign take note you may not have a short leg and a long leg but if there is anything that is not straight in my life because that Bible says that what God does is a sign so if God can use the anointing to straighten a leg that is shorter so that it will be equal with the other then anything that is falling short or is of a short fall in my life let it be straightened up by this anointing are you getting the picture that is perception that is how we we we, we produce miracles or we receive miracles you've got to be able to say that if the anointing on this person's life can do abc then it is a sign to me that god can do this in my life as well your perception is required hallelujah i pray in the name of jesus christ that as a church and as a people of God as we cross into 2019 some few days to come and even beginning from now God will open our eyes of understanding that we will begin to recognize the anointing he is placed on his servants who serve us they serve us but they are not our servants they are God's servants anointed by God if the person called himself, you know it. But if it's, a, if it's God who called him, then look beyond the frailties, the limitation of that individual and tap into the anointing on the person's life. Because the anointing is for your good. It is to do you good. Hallelujah. That is why it is dangerous for you to become familiar with the anointed servant. Because you may never receive from him or her. Never. I mean, the best you can receive is handshake. Hello, how? How are you doing? That's all. Is that what you want? Don't become familiar. The, the more, I think Apostle Joshua Emisa, when he came here, he illustrated something like that. Is that right? When he came here during our anniversary celebration, during the all night. The closer, the, you see, the far away you are, you may not get. And the closer, the, so close also you may not get. So you keep a distance so that, you know, sometimes those who have, for instance, we will call it that's long-sightedness is that right long-sightedness when the material is closer the image falls beyond the retina of the eye so that's long-sightedness so such persons are giving lenses that correct the long-sightedness by ensuring that the image you know falls on the on the screen but without a lens what the person can do is to pull the image you know, a little bit afar, so you can see. If it's closer, you may think that, oh, everybody who picks a book and drink closer can see. No, for some people, the image will fall beyond the retina, so they must pull it afar so they can see. In other words, there must be a certain gap that we should create in relating with the anointing. The unfortunate thing about God's, I mean, Jesus' relatives and town people was, was that they knew him as a carpenter, so they could not receive from him. And Jesus could also not do miracles. I pray that if no wonder Paul said in Second Corinthians chapter five, therefore know we no man after the flesh. 
Yes, we have known Christ after the flesh. Therefore, know we no man after the flesh. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet, people of God.